Welcome, Bucknutters, and we have a real treat today on the Bucknuts Draftcast, the best in the business, Dane Brugler, NFL Draft Analyst for the Athletic.com, has graced us with his presence. It is not easy to get Dane on the horn during these times. The NFL Combine is beckoning, and Dane will be here to preview it all for us, coming to us live on tape from the Dallas, Texas area. Dane, how are you this fine morning? Uh, I'm doing well. How about you? Not too bad. Uh, Dane and I spent much of the pregame here discussing how his home state of Ohio is covered in just horrible snow, sleet, and greenness. He's enjoying the sunshine of Texas, so we are jealous there. Dane will be on the money, though, because the combine is coming up. NFL Draft Combine starts Tuesday, February 26th. Lucas Oil Stadium in the Midwest, Indianapolis. Once again, 10 Buckeyes will be there. We are going to go through the list here in alphabetical order, and Dane is going to provide us a preview of what we can expect from the prospect in Indy and also maybe where they are headed draft-wise as we uh, get things rolling here. 10 is a big number, one of the top schools there, Dane, so the list is long. We're going to go in alphabetical order today. Fittingly, the guy who's supposed to be the number one pick in the draft is number one. Your thoughts on Nick Bosa? It's been a long time since we've seen Nick play football. I was a little bit worried that the time off may affect his draft status, but it does seem like he's headed to be the number one pick. Well, many people forget that the reason the combine exists is the medicals. Uh, that's why the combine was invented back in the early 80s as a, a central, neutral location where all these players can go and, and all the NFL teams can congregate and get all these uh, medical information. Um, you know, I think over the years, the 40-yard dash and some of the athletic testing has become uh, you know, the headlines, but the combine, the reason it's created is for the medical. So, you know, these guys aren't flying around the, the country all, you know, throughout the process and, you know, going through these uh, extensive medical evaluations in different cities. Um, and, you know, there's probably not a more important medical evaluation this year at this year's combine than Nick Bosa. Uh, you know, obviously Ohio State fans know he uh since that that day at uh you know here down by me uh in Arlington uh on the field against TCU uh reaggravated that injury and had to have surgery uh you know what's going on with the injury is he 100% is there any lingering concerns there and the doctors the trainers they'll be doing a just a really in-depth look um uh, to what's going on and even more so than just the abdominal uh surgery is just the overall discussion with Bosa, with Nick Bosa, in terms of his durability, uh, I mean, you have to wonder how teams are going to, going to uh, really look at his brother, obviously, you know, with Joey and his injury history. Uh, when he's healthy, he's an all-pro in the NFL, but he's dealt with foot injuries and different things going on that have kept him out of uh, the lineup. And then you have to look back to their, their father, uh, John, who was a first-round pick in the late 80s only lasted two years in the NFL because of injuries. And you have to wonder how teams are going to look at uh, just the injury history in the Bosa family. Is that something that would uh, maybe, you know, knock Bosa down a little bit in their minds uh, just because of a durability factor and whether they're worried about that. So, uh, you know, Nick also had the ACL tear, a slight ACL tear senior year in high school. So uh, if the doctors give two thumbs up and say, uh, you know, nothing wrong there. Everything's good. No, uh, you know, worries long term. Then I think he's still the favorite to be the number one overall pick. I think Nick Bosa and Quinnen Williams from Alabama are the top two players in this draft. 
and then there's a there's a drop off after those two guys. Um, and and so I think uh, as long as it's really going to come down to the medicals uh, for Nick Bosa to see uh, where he ends up going, and then you know as long as he's healthy and you know is a full workout, it'll be interesting to compare Nick and Joey's uh, workout times, you know, side by side. Uh, Joey uh, a couple years ago at the combine didn't have a huge combine he didn't you know he, he had a good combine but it didn't really blow anybody away his 40 was really 486 you know 32 in the vert um a 689 three cone drill was really really good for his uh his size uh 24 reps on the bench so it'll be interesting to compare nick and joey in terms of their athletic testing but again it, when it comes to nick in the in the combine it's all about the, the medicals and, and how he comes out of that and that that will really determine if he's the top pick or if he's just a top 10 pick. We'll be watching with bells on for sure. Next up, I would venture a guess that this guy improved his stock maybe more than anyone with his decision to come back. I remember discussing him last year and it was thought he might not even get drafted. He came out. Now this year he just had a wonderful season and that is Paris Campbell. I guess you call him a wide receiver. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the thing with Paris Campbell is, uh, you know, yes, he's a wide receiver, but, you know, there's a lot of things unproven about him um, just in terms of, you know, his ability down the field. Um, you know, he's an underneath threat. Um, I thought he, coming back for his senior year, he really improved as a finisher catching the ball. He had an 82% catch rate this year, which is really, really high. Now, again, a lot of those catches are underneath. Um, you know, the easy catches where he really wasn't forced to work for it. Um, I think he's unproven as a vertical threat. Uh, this year he had three catches of 40 plus yards. Uh, but all three were catch and run plays. Two were caught behind the line of scrimmage and the other was five yards downfield. So not a proven deep threat. But, you know, I think, I mean, you're right. This is where the combine is where Paris Campbell is going to shine, uh, in terms of showing off that athleticism. Um, not only the 40 yard dash, uh, but the jumps, I think are going to be really impressive. The vertical, the broad, um, you know, a lot of people remember him from high school. He, at one point he set the Ohio high school record with a six, eight, five and a 60 meters. So, you know, we'll have to see what he, what he runs in the 40 and, you know, how that's going to have teams look at him. Uh, cause he's, there's no question about his athleticism. Uh, and so the combine will remind us of that really the conversation with Paris Campbell is just, uh, you know, his, is polish as a route runner. Uh, can he be a consistent threat down the field? Uh, those are the types of questions that teams will be asking themselves, but they're not worried about the athleticism, and Paris Campbell remind us of that. Yeah, he was really young when he got to Ohio State. I think he arrived at Ohio State. He may have just he was turned 16. 17. Yeah. When he, he, he enrolled, he was 16, yeah. Yeah, so the best is in front of him. Also a great kid. Um Sharp as attack. I also think in the boutique way that the offenses are being run now, he's run down the sidelines away from people enough that with 30 teams, I do think he's caught at least one offensive guru's fancy. I could see him going in the second round, but that's just an unbelievable change from last year. Here's another guy who, you know, we've had people at times tell us would never play football again because of his knees and came back and had a wonderful Senior year, another great guy, a great Buckeye, Johnny Dixon, wide receiver. 
Yeah, and I mean, you alluded to it. Uh, the medicals at the Combine will be huge for Johnny Dixon. He had a couple knee surgeries for you know, arthritis, uh, still has kind of the tendonitis going on. So, you know, the knees will be a big factor. Um, if he doesn't, if there's even a worry about Johnny Dixon and in those knees, even a little bit of a concern, he's probably not going to get drafted. Um, you know, he's, he's undersized. Uh, can, you know, the play strength you worry about, he'd be slowed uh, mid route. But, um, you know, he, he was productive, uh, you know, when the, they threw the ball his way. Um, and I think there's plenty of things to be encouraged about with him as a downfield threat. Um, uh, you know, this past year, I think he had, what, eight touchdowns. Um, you know, he, he was a guy that averaged uh, over 15 yards a catch. So uh, Johnny Dixon, I think, gives you some down the field uh, dynamic ability. But the combine is really going to come down to the medicals. When we talk about Johnny Dixon, what's going on with the knees long term? Uh, do you have to worry about is it a, is it a ticking time bomb type of thing? Is it uh, you know rest and you know he should be fine? Uh, but if there's even a worry, it's probably going to knock him out of the draft. Here we go, Dane. Here's where you make your money. The big one, Dwayne Haskins, quarterback. Mind you, on our last podcast, low several months ago. I did predict that Nick Bosa and Haskins would go 1-2, and people chuckled. I don't know if I was saying it more about Haskins, and I don't think he's actually going to go number two now. I don't know how the draft's going to work out. But it was more a reflection of two things. One, I didn't see one other quarterback this year that was eligible, at least, that just knocked my socks off. And two, Haskins is actually a pocket passer when it seems like the last you know X number of years – we're trying to pigeonhole guys who did other stuff back into the pocket because of their athleticism. And I kind of felt like Haskins would shine in the end. Well, I think with Haskins, uh, you know, it's, I think you're right. He is a favorite to be the first quarterback drafted. Um, and, uh, you know, who knows? It's certainly possible he could go as high as number two. Uh, 17 of the last 18 years, we have seen a quarterback be drafted in the top three picks. So, uh, it's certainly uh, a likely possibility that we have a team trade up in the top three for one of these quarterbacks. And Haskins, I think, is the favorite to be the first drafted. He just had a, such a phenomenal season. What he, he broke 28 school records. I mean, are you kidding me? That, that's just ridiculous for a, a redshirt sophomore to come in like that and have that type of success. Um, and, and there's just so much to like about uh, how he progressed throughout the season. Um, you know, I dove into some of the analytics in terms of you know, the deeper, uh, more in-depth stats. And, and, you know, Dwayne Haskins versus pressure. He was the second-best quarterback in this group. Uh, Dwayne Haskins on throws of 20-plus yards downfield. He was the best quarterback in this group. So with a lot of the in-depth metrics, I mean, he he passes those as well. Uh, He has a special arm. Uh, I think you feel really good about where he is from the neck up uh, in terms of his ability to uh, break down defenses and, you know, where to go with the football. It, a lot of times he'll stare down reads and, uh, you know, he'll really trust his arm to compensate for that. And that won't be as easy to do at the NFL level. Um, my biggest worry for Dwayne Haskins is the lower body mechanics. He just needs to be on the same page uh, and, and not just relying on that arm to do all the work. Get the pocket rhythm, the lower body mechanics, get everything on the same page, and he's going to carve up defenses at the next level. Uh, but the big thing with the combine will be what does Dwayne Haskins decide to do? Uh, does he decide to throw? Uh, will he go through all the workouts? You know, hopefully he does. Um, I'd be eager to see how he does in some of the short area drills, three cone, the shuttles. Um, just because I mentioned he's, you know, he's a very lean, you know, his lower body is very lean. He's 
Uh, you know, not the most uh, graceful athlete, um, just in terms of uh, moving a short area. And so I'd like to see how he performs in those drills. And then, of course, throwing the football. Um, you know, I, it, some people will kind of, you know, poo-poo the, you know, throwing at the combine because it's in short, it's against air and all that. But when you see these guys throw one after the other, after the other, after the other, the rest of the quarterbacks in this group, it really helps you just get a sense for how the ball comes off their hand, um, just the, not only the arm strength, but uh, their loads, uh, setup, delivery, um, everything about playing the quarterback position just gives you a different angle, a different perspective. And so uh, comparing these guys one after the other after the other is really beneficial. So hopefully Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins, all these guys decide to throw at the combine, uh, and that'll really help evaluators. And I think Haskins has a chance to separate himself as, uh, you know, I think he's already the favorite to be the first quarterback drafted, but I think he has uh, the ability to kind of create some separation uh, in terms of who might be the second guy drafted. Yeah, I don't think he's going to test like Tom Brady did, but I don't think physically he's going to test very well at all. No. One of the things I would think is kind of promising about him is he hasn't – now, I'm not going to say he hasn't been in the weight room, but he hasn't really – gotten into his body in terms of making himself a physical specimen yet mm-hmm. and so he's done all this without doing that so i would think in some respect uh, his physical upside is going to be there a little bit i would love to see him throw at the com i don't know if he will because like you said it sounds oh, it's geeky and you really can tell something different in person i think like the term you use the ball does jump off some guy's hands Kind of like mm-hmm. when you see a, a baseball hitter and the ball jumps off his bat. Some guys are just blessed, and Dwayne is one of those guys, and always has been. He happens to be from my hometown, and he, he has always been able to throw the football uh, mechanically and has always looked like a, a work of art. So speaking of a work of art, someone who will be able to afford many expensive works of art after the draft, Draymond Jones. What are your expectations on Draymond? He probably hasn't gotten as much press as he deserved because uh, – the star power in the class, but a tremendous Buckeye, super consistent, versatile, and I would think kind of a nice fit for the way the NFL has gone recently up front. Yeah, and the big thing for Draymond will be kind of his size. You know, where the exact measurements is he uh, over 290, 290 pounds? Is he below that? Um, you know, where does he fit at the next level? Uh, is he a true three technique? Uh, is he big enough where he can, you know, move around a little bit? Um, Draymond Jones is kind of a tweener in where uh, how a lot of teams view him. And so uh, having uh, – if he comes in at a higher weight and he works out really well, uh, that's really certainly going to help him. I think he's going to do well in a 10-yard split. I think he'll do well in some of the, you know, the uh, agility drills in terms of a short area movement, uh, his get-off quickness. Um, I think he'll do well in those drills. Uh, but I think the weight and uh, just coming in, you know, above 290, closer to 300 pounds, That'll certainly help uh, in terms of, you know, how high he can go. Uh, I think teams are worried about scheme fit and where he ultimately might land as kind of the biggest worries. Next up, offensive lineman, three-year starter, the rare, rare true freshman starter on the offensive line, Mike Jordan. Uh, hold on one second. Is that all right? Okay. Yeah, sure. I got yeah, to drink a water here. real quick. No worries. A frog in my throat. Your da- is your daughter? Is your daughter's all healed up. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, she was the. Uh, she stayed home with me Friday, so glad we didn't try and do it then. And then she she was good this week. 
it's not that, that that I mean, you don't need me to tell you. The pizza <clears throat> just turned into a giant petri dish. Yeah. It's crazy. It's no matter. The more you get, then you start to get them at three different schools. It's great. You get to mix all the diseases. It's wonderful. Yeah, my wife's a fourth fourth grade teacher too. So that's oh awesome. Lord! So she's yeah, she's battle tested. <clears throat> okay, I'm ready to go. Um, I'll, we're doing Michael Jordan. Say, I yeah. Go ahead. Three, two, one. Uh, Michael Jordan, uh, young player. Um, you know, would have been nice to see him come back for his senior year at Ohio State. Um, but you know, I think he's he's ready for the NFL jump. Uh, what the first true freshman to start a season opener since Orlando Pace at Ohio State. So he's seen a lot of football. Uh, and he's played guard. He's played center. I think he's a better guard at the next level, but he's a big kid. And I, I don't think that there's going to be a set spot for him. Some teams might even view him outside of tackle because he has a lot of the size measurements. But I think he's best inside a guard. That's where he's best long-term. Um, he still needs to refine some of the technical aspects of his game. But the movement skills, the flexibility, that, that, that's his best assets right there. And I think that'll show at the combine with how he moves. Um, I, you know, he's not a stiff athlete. And that'll certainly show. If in the three-cone drill and the shuttles, if you're a stiff athlete, you're not going to survive. You're going to be exposed. It's going to be obvious. It's going to be painful to watch. Uh, but with Michael Jordan, that's not going to be uh, a worry, a concern. He's going to look really good in those drills, and that'll certainly help him. Um, in terms of projecting him forward, uh, teams are going to, you know, look at some of the, you know, the technical issues needs to get better at, but you know, inconsistent anchor. But at the same time, when you project him forward and not only who he is now, but what he's going to be in a year or two, uh, that's what's going to get them excited and why I think Michael Jordan's going to be a day two draft pick. Yeah, he'll get picked on day two maybe, but I could, if you told me Mike Jordan was a 10 year starter at right guard for somebody like, I completely could buy that. Um, mm -hmm. All right. This guy, if there's ever a Buckeye in the future who's teetering on whether or not to go to the Senior Bowl, perhaps they will tell the story of Tony McLaurin. Never has a Buckeye receiver gotten so much press for practice time. Um, good Lord, he must have done some work down there at the Senior Bowl. Not only a great receiver and great Buckeye, in my opinion, the best gunner Ohio State has had on special teams in about a decade. So your thoughts on Terry McLaurin, and I think he made himself some money in Mobile. There's no question. Uh, you know, he went down there, and he was a little bit of a late ad. Uh, you know, when Paris Campbell decided not to go, it opened the spot for Terry McLaurin, and he certainly took advantage. Uh, to see the play speed, both in his release and then down the field, he tracked the football well. Uh, he had a few drops, and that's something that, you know, you see on tape. He needs to... Uh, just be a better fit. Sorry, drop my phone. Sorry, sorry. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start over uh, at the start of McLaurin. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, McLaurin certainly helped himself at the combine, uh, and he was a little bit of a late ad when Paris Campbell uh, decided not to attend. McLaurin stepped in, and he had himself a great week. Uh, no one could cover him uh, from uh, each practice, and it was it, you saw it in his releases. You saw it down the field. Uh, is he able to separate? Uh, and he, he needs to get better uh, as a finisher in terms of just, uh, you know, making sure he finishes catches that he should. Uh, he needs to sharpen some of his routes. But the play speed, the quickness, uh, he, that secondary burst that he has on those vertical routes, uh, he's something you saw on his tape. 
He had uh, five catches of 40-plus yards this year, but you also saw it in practice. And you mentioned it. He's a gunner on special teams. Uh, you know, Urban Meyer, hear him talk about uh, what he can do on special teams is something that uh, that alone could get him drafted late. But you also factor in what he can do on offense. Uh, he had a touchdown every uh, 3.9 catches over his career. Um, and then I think he's going to test really well at the combine. Uh, I think there's no, no no worries about his speed, and that should show. He, he looks like a 4-4 athlete. Um, I think he's going to do really well in the jumps um, and do really well in the short area stuff. So I think it's going to be, uh, you know, he had a great week in Mobile. I, I think he'll continue that momentum in Indianapolis, which uh, that's kind of – that's his hometown. You know, Terry McLaurin's kind of coming home to the combine. Uh, he was a former Mr. Football in the state of Indiana, and so – uh, it'll be a nice homecoming for him to uh, go back to his home state, his home city, and impress some people. I was going to mention that he'll get to sleep in his own bed and eat some home cooking before the uh, combine. Not bad. Speaking of predictions, Dan, I don't know if you remember this. Lo, several years ago, the first podcast we ever did, I tried to look like a smart guy and tell you about a freshman at Ohio State I thought would end up being the number one overall pick in the draft. His name was Isaiah Prince. Chances are that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, and, you know, it's it's been frustrating watching him over the years just because you you see, you know, he looks the part. There's no question. He has good length. He has a frame that projects well. Um, I think he's he's not a bad athlete. You know, he takes steady steps in, uh, in pass pro. Uh, he has some raw power to him. Uh, you know, he can crash down, uh, unleash when he opens up his hips and deliver some power, uh, opening up holes for the running back. But it's just everything's so sloppy. Um, you know, he's he, he gets himself overextended. He's off balance. Um, he plays too tall. And he loses leverage. There's some depth, uh, uh, depth issues in his kick slide. Uh, his punch, there's just there's no consistent timing. Uh, you know, sometimes he's too relaxed. Sometimes he's too eager. Um, and so there's just so many areas where he needs to fine tune and get better. Uh, but with that said, you know, there's a lot of things that NFL teams look for at the tackle position that Prince has that you can't coach from a size, movement, strength perspective. And so I, I think Isaiah Prince has, uh, you know, you talk to Ohio State fans who've watched Isaiah Prince over the years, they'll probably tell you no chance that he's going to get drafted or, you know, I want him on my NFL team. But you know, I think he has a shot because he has some of the things that you just can't teach, and there will be an NFL team that thinks they can get the rest out of him. Um, you know, some of the traits, they're there. Um, it's just this, there's a lot of bad tape on Isaiah Prince, and you have to get past that. Um, and I think the biggest thing for Isaiah might be the interview process uh, during at the Combine, just to prove that, you know, he understands his protections. He understands what's going on out there. Um, you know, he's he has the mental aptitude to handle – protections in the NFL it's just more of a consistency issue from you know technique and just uh you know uh, muscle memory type of thing more so than a mental type of thing because if he comes off as a mental midget in those interviews as a guy that can't handle it uh then you know that'll make NFL decisions uh really easy when it comes to Isaiah Prince but like I said he has some of the traits that you can't teach and if he shows that he has the mental aptitude to handle it I think he has a shot to get drafted I saw a mock draft recently that had him going to the Cowboys in the fourth round, and I would admit my heart skipped a beat there. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. I, I mean, I, that's a little early, but again, the traits, that's NFL drafts traits more so than anything else. And 
he's got some of the traits to work with. And so uh, the combine will be a chance for him to show that. Listen, they made a movie about it, Blindside. And, and when, I, when you know, he was yeah. the first guy to get his black stripe removed from his class, he's a DC guy, so I was pulling for him. It just it never materialized the way we wanted it to. Here's another guy that I think people are going to watch the combine. Put it this way: non-Buckeye fans are going to watch the combine and be like, "Where was this guy?" And that's Kendall Sheffield, who I think is going to obliterate the combine. Seriously, he may be the best athlete Ohio State sends. Now, I'm not sure about how he is at football, so I'll defer to you on that. But Kendall Sheffield, cornerback. Yeah, I think you're right. He, uh, well, he broke the Ohio State 60-meter uh, indoor uh, record um, this past spring. Uh, there's no question about his speed. Uh, yeah, he's going to uh, threaten the uh, to run the best 40 this year at the combine, uh, probably in low, low four threes. Last year, Denzel Ward ran a four three two. Um, that tied for the best. Uh, we'll see if Kendall Sheffield can make it two Buckeyes, two Buckeye corners, two years in a row. Um, uh, but he's going to be in that in that area because the speed is is ridiculous. But kind of like you said, uh, you know, football is a little bit different. Uh, he just doesn't seem to have a great feel for the position. Uh, he's just he's very raw. Um, he doesn't do a, a good job with his back to the ball in terms of getting his head turned, finding, locating the football. Um, immature hand use, both at the line of scrimmage and downfield, uh, needs to get better with the body position, the bracket wide receiver, so he's in position to make plays. Um, I just want to see him play tougher. Uh, to me, he plays more like an athlete playing football rather than just a true football player. And so I think he needs to play tougher, uh, both in run defense and down the field. Uh, ball skills, he wasn't proven as a playmaker over his time at Ohio State. So a lot of questions with Kendall Sheffield in terms of just being a more consistent football player to survive at the NFL level. But corner is a stopwatch position. If you can run in the four threes, you're going to get a shot, and there's a good chance Kendall Sheffield is going to do that. And, he, and he's not a small guy. You know, Denzel Ward is 5'10", running a four three two. Kendall Sheffield might come in over six foot, and if he runs a four three, then that's going to look really good, obviously. So um, I think you're right. He's going to obliterate the combine and create a little bit of buzz for himself in Indianapolis. I think when they go back and watch the tape, too, they're going to be amazed at how many times he's in position to make a play and does not make it and figure yeah. maybe much in the way that I think someone's going to fall in love with Paris Campbell's speed, et cetera, that one person, one, and you've got 30 teams drafted, and someone's going to look at him and say, I mean, if, please go back, anyone, watch the Michigan game. He could have made every single play if he was, the ball yep. goes right by. I've never seen a player be so close and just have terrible ball awareness. So maybe they think they can teach that. I don't know. We will see. But like I said, he is going to come out of the combine with some serious, serious buzz. They'll love the Alabama transfer angle and all that good stuff. Last guy, actually, I think, at one point in time was overrated as a prospect. Now is a little bit underrated, and that is Mike Weber running back. And this is a player who really needs a good combine because, you know, just talking to people around the league and just my own evaluation, I think Mike Weber is a player who is, there's a lot of things you like about him, but what separates him? You know, what makes Mike Weber better than the other running backs in this group? It, you know, he, as a running back, it's good that you're, you know, kind of well-rounded and, you know, you do everything fairly well. But to make it at the next level, you have to be above average in, you know, at least a few of the critical categories at the position. 
And with Mike Weber, I'm just I'm not convinced that he has that. Um, I think he he should run well. I, I you know I you know just having flashbacks of the Oregon State uh, game tape in my mind where Mike Weber had a few big runs and kind of showed off that speed. Uh, but you know how big is he? Um, you know that'll be a bit you know his frame. He, he has a smaller frame. How much weight is he holding? Um, he doesn't run with a lot of run power. Uh, not a guy that's going to, uh, you know, necessarily have that burst where he's going to, uh, you know, create his own yards on a consistent basis. Um, so, you know, he's a guy that I think you, you like the, he accelerates well through the hole. He, he runs with toughness. He runs with balance. Uh, but at the same time, again, I don't see anything special about Mike Weber that gets you really excited. And so the combine will be kind of his chance to change that, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, not so much the 40 yard dash, but running good times in the shuttles and the three cone or the jumps um, and just showing, you know, during the position specific drills, um, you know, for Mike Weber uh, showing that, uh, you know, he has the play speed and the quickness that really stands out when he's, you know, doing these drills next to all the other running backs. Uh, it's a pretty deep running back group this year. We had uh, o- over a dozen junior running backs come out early. So there's a lot of competition to be, uh, you know, there's only about, uh, I think on average about 20, 21 running backs drafted every year. And this year we had over 15 underclassmen come out just alone on the underclassmen. Plus there's several uh, talented seniors. So for Mike Weber to ensure he gets one of those spots to be drafted, uh, likely on day three, uh, it's just the combine is going to be really big for him. And, and I think he's draftable, certainly. Um, I don't think he's a top 100 draft pick. At this point, but you know, who knows? Maybe the combine can make us kind of rethink that and go back to the tape and say, all right, well, maybe he's, maybe we missed something. Maybe he's a better player than we thought. Dane, my understanding of the combine this year, they're allowing a little more access to the rest of the media. Is that correct? Uh, if there is, I haven't heard about it. Um, you know, I know, you know, every year they kind of, it's more and more of an event. You know, it's more and more of a, uh, what can we do to make give give it more headlines? And so that wouldn't surprise me. I think I, I've been coming to the, uh, the combine now for uh, you know over a decade, and you know it's 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 crazy the amount it is. It, my first year going, I think there were 200 media credentialed, which is a pretty big number. Last year there was over 1,500 media credentialed for the combine. So it's just remarkable how it's grown um, and. They really open it up for fans. They have a fan experience type of thing, and so it's all about the uh, you, you know the the media and the, and the television cameras. And I mean that's why they have the, the the rule where some of the guys with violent past aren't allowed to uh, be there because of all the cameras that are going to be in attendance. So um, I wouldn't be surprised the more and more that they give access to uh, media and fans, and the more and more teams are frustrated by it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a fact. You cannot get a more comprehensive, educated preview of the combine than we just got from Dane Brugler from The Athletic. He is the best in the business. I am not blowing smoke here. You can tell this dude knows his stuff. We will hopefully get Dane on after the combine, before the draft, and then after that again. Dane, we really appreciate you stopping by, man, seriously. Anytime. I always enjoy it, so anytime you need me, happy to hop on. Have a good one, Buck Gunners.